It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I'm co-host Jennifer Button from the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. The Harford Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with United Way of Central Maryland Relationship Manager for Harford County, Amy Novak, and Scott Gottbrecht, Associate Vice President of Homeless Services. Good morning, Bob and Amy and Scott. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning everyone. And uh, for you uh, folks out there, if there's a slight hum in the background, uh, we're quite sorry, but it's going to stay there. It's our portable heater while we wait for the main furnace to come up. People still call it furnaces, or is it my showing my age? I don't know. I actually have a furnace, so that's what I call okay. it. Okay. That's what we call it in my house. <laughs> furnace? Yes. What about refrigerator? Icebox? My father used to call it the icebox. No, that's a generational yes. thing. Mm. Okay. Sorry, Bob. Oh, well. <laughs> Do you know what a broken record is? You sound like a broken record, but that... Yes. Yes. Okay. So, okay. What do the kids vinyl. say these yes. days? You sound like a static YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I haven't heard that one. Oh, you sound like a slow buffer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, likes and dislikes, courtesy, annoyances. We always do that at the beginning. Realizing we're not perfect. Um, um, I'm first annoyed at myself. Uh, saw the other day my washer fluid was empty. I said, I'll fill it eventually. So this morning, right? there's all this brine. All the brine that's been on the road in Hartford County is now in my windshield. <laughs> and it's streaked like a, um, like a half a spirograph. So that's my fault. Um... The pleasing thing of the day was if you haven't heard Snoop Dogg do the color commentary on a, at a hockey game, you really need to. <laughs> um, I just, someone just on the radio played part of it this morning. It's hilarious. I've not heard that, but that's now on my to-do list. Um, and um, the main annoyance is, and this is not an editorial, and I'm only speaking for me, but we'll do a news item. A two-year anniversary almost news item for our main annoyance. Aberdeen considers ordinance to fine people living in tents. City of Aberdeen is considering an ordinance that would fine homeless people $50 for living in tents or other temporary dwellings. Um, we're trying to prevent people from living in facilities that are really uninhabitable, that are unsanitary, unsafe for people who are living there. When you charge fines to people who are homeless, these fines are barriers and grow to be bigger barriers to getting into housing and obtaining gainful employment, they say. <coughs> but this might be the impetus that they need to get that job. Right, that $50 fine that they can pay since they don't have their job. Absolutely. Yes. I get you. <coughs> so, um, the follow-up, I went to a, a session, I don't know, some organization in Aberdeen, and the city manager, and he's welcome to come on, was speaking this was last year said uh, um, I'm happy to report that the homeless situation is much less apparent um, that could be written by Upton Sinclair as far as I'm <laughs> concerned um, he said you hire professionals to do a job and we do it it's not that they're gone it's just that they're less visible that's all I have to say. What a beautiful thing. <laughs> no need to comment. <coughs> okay. I'm quite done. Are you? Not, not less annoyed, but <laughs> quite done. Well, do you want to do some trivia? Absolutely. Okay. Um, Scott and Amy, feel free to jump in. Bob is our trivia whiz. So, Don't say uh -oh. that. So Megan tries to stump him. If you... um. Remember, Scott was quite good at this the last time we played. I think I, I got two out of them up against 12. some bringers here. All right, well, we'll see. Who directed the romantic comedy fantasy adventure film The Princess Bride? One of the greatest movies of all time, by the way. My husband would hate that I don't know the answer to Inconceivable. this. Inconceivable. <laughs> well, um, Sean is amazing. <laughs> um, Rob Reiner. Yes. Could anyone really, anyone else have done that movie? He's a comedic genius. Uh, have fun storming the castle. Yeah. And uh, my name is Inigo Montoya. Yeah. Yep. I could probably recite it line for line. I won't, but I probably could. <laughs> it's some of the classics. Yes. Um, who was the first U.S. president to be impeached? 
Um, Andrew Johnson. Yes. Do you know what he was wow. impeached for? Because he, um, there was a cabinet member that he wanted to get rid of, and the Senate did not, uh, Congress didn't want, want him to get rid of it. It was mostly post-Civil War Reconstruction issues. Yeah. That, fa that failed as well. Yes, it did, epically. So that, that doesn't feel like trivia to me. That's actual U.S. history. Right. <laughs> okay. These days, that's trivia. I see. Okay, it's trivia Obviously. and history. Okay, what about this? What figure of speech, meaning including everything, comes from three major parts of a musket? Lock, stock, and barrel. Yes. Very good, Scott. Very good. So is that history or firearms? That's trivia. That's trivia. Okay. Well, that might maybe be considered linguistics. So it's so it's <laughs> Okay. We have a tough critic this morning. Indeed. Um, okay. Who starred alongside Eddie Albert in the television sitcom Green Acres? Gabor. Yes, Ava Gabor. Good. I, I forget yeah. whether it was Jaja or Ava. Yeah, it was Ava. It's now stuck in my in my head. The theme song. It's been playing there all night. Green Acres. <laughs> yes, it's a place to be. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That will be for the rest of the day. <laughs> Um, which is the only Disney princess that has a child? We have to get Mary Hassler on it, or phone know. a friend. Well, she's busy at the Fairy Tale Festival this morning, so we can't call her. We should be able to figure this out. Oh, I had goodness. no idea when I read it. I, I had no idea. Um, this is Pocahontas. No. So this is a more recent... I, w I was going to say... I within the last 20 years, that Mulan? is. Mulan? Okay. Mulan, no. Oh. That was my guess. That's who I was thinking. Okay. Do you want any hints? Sure. It's a tough one. Give it to us. Okay, so it's like the 1990s is when Ariel? this one came out. Ariel is the one that has a child. Really? Apparently, she appears as an adult in a sequel movie called Return to the Sea and gives birth to a daughter named Melody. So she is, to date, the only Disney princess that has become a mother. Now is the child a mermaid or a human? That's a great question. I had no idea. I'll have to look it up. I don't know. And was it a water birth? <laughs> now, they do land births. That was funny. <laughs> Sorry. Salt water. Know. That Megan. I tell you, I don't know where she comes up with this stuff. Um, which bird has eyes that are larger than its brain? It's a big bird. Have to an do owl? with that, that city? No. It is not an owl. No. No. Um, ostrich. Yes. Wow. I know. I think you're fed these answers. He's well, he has a, they have a small head. <laughs> yes. Makes sense. Yeah. And they really, you know. Yeah. When they see danger, they put their head in the ground, so there's not a lot of processing <laughs> going on there. <laughs> they big eyes, they need to hide. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I guess I have some history questions next. Um, which city Scott served... will be the judge of that. Yes, he will. <laughs> which city served as the capital of the United States from 1785 until 1790? It's either Philadelphia Virginia. or Boston. Uh, New York. It is New York. Oh. Federal Hall. Nope. Yeah. I walk past it every day for work for many no. years, so I was cheating. That is cheating. Did they have it on a plaque or something? Yeah, it's right at the corner of a wall and um, Broad Street with Federal Hall. Interesting. Um, all right, let's do uh, one or two more. In what country were the Winter Olympics first held? Ooh. Um, it was not... 1896, like the Summer Olympics, it was... It was 1924. Um, Switzerland? No. France? Amy, Amy, what's your guess? Russia. No. Scott? Canada. No. United States? It was France. Oh. Mm. Yep. All right, last one. Albertville, Grenoble? I don't know. I think Albertville is within our memory, yeah. though. I okay. think that was more recent. Um... Alexander the Great was taught by which Greek philosopher? Come on, Scott. Um, Wait, Alexander the Great? Alexander the Great. Aristotle? Yes. Yeah. I love that he, his eyes wandered to my page before he confidently said <laughs> no, I was, I, I'm a, I was a philosophy major in college, so I automatically know that one. It's very... Because uh, Socrates was a teacher of Plato, was a teacher of Aristotle, was a teacher of Alexander the Great. So the argument goes that 
uh, philosophers have influenced world history more than any other profession um, because, you know, some of the great power struggles have been defined. You know, Marcus Aurelius was also a, a Stoic philosopher. So many of the great early power brokers had philosophical educations. Well, you could say Frederick Ingalls, too, had... Uh... Indeed. A very, a very big influence. Quite influential. Uh, or you could say, you know, uh, Locke, who was himself a philosopher, or... Amy, uh, it's all Greek to me. <laughs> John Locke created, well, Thomas Hobbes and Rousseau. And that Locke tradition, to, yes. The social contract, which is fascinating to me. We could talk, we could do a whole show on this. The whole, the whole light, American values of, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness was a Lockean formation. So philosophers influenced the American uh, framework for what we consider to be uh, equal rights. And the, the, the paradox of being governed by the people, um, being unfree, mm -hmm. but you must submit to being unfree to be free. Uh, you must be forced to be free, as Rousseau said. Because so, we have to follow some rules. Right. So we're not just subjects. We're subjects to... Scott, you could have played it better than me, but it's fascinating. I feel like this is a different show, but one I would be willing to participate in. It sounds interesting. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. We'll do Thomas it. Hobbes, too. Yeah. Well, what was his, his great quote? Were it not for the social contract, man's life would be... Nasty British in short. <laughs> <laughs> or as we used to joke, nasty British in short. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, that's it for, for trivia today. That was a tough group of questions yeah today. it was so. but our, i think our our uh, panel here was collectively able to take a yes i to, think it was, to it was ri good rise to the occasion Absolutely. we juiced it up okay let's lighten it up now okay we're gonna do some quick birthdays we haven't done birthdays in about six months how old is betty white today um i don't know 96 97 oh wow oh, wow. that was really good and do you know uh, she's older than sliced bread of course she is. <laughs> she was born in 1921, and commercially packaged sliced bread was not sold till 1924. And wasn't it wasn't it Wonder Bread that. that was the first sliced bread? Might be. I, was I, say, I listened yeah. to an, I listened to an hour long special on sliced bread the mm -hmm. other day. She's older than sliced bread, and you know what her lifelong dream was to be, and she couldn't. What's that? And she was made an honorary one five years ago, a park ranger. Really. Um, back in the 30s, because there was, obviously, I guess, because of the WPA and mm -hmm. CCC and everything, there was a lot of um, opportunities for those appointments. For some reason, she couldn't, so they made her an honorary park ranger, forest ranger, five years ago. That's so interesting. Cool. Yeah. How old is James Earl Jones? Could be the best best voice ever, him or Morgan Freeman. Gosh, 70-something? Yeah. I think it was like... 82. Really? 88. 88, mm -hmm. wow. Um, he has been around forever. Yes, he has. And he was the voice of? Darth Vader. Yes, I knew where you were going. <laughs> How old is Jim Carrey? 62. Yep, yeah, that's what I would say. 57. Okay. All right. Oh, sorry, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> it lived and today is the, would be the 200 and... 40th birthday of Peter Roger. I don't know who that is, Bob. You know who Peter, he's famous for. This is Thesaurus. Oh, Roger's so. Thesaurus. I always oh. thought it was Roger's Thesaurus. <laughs> well, Shows what I know. That's a synonym for Roger. <laughs> but also, like, lost in the shuffle, he also invented the slide rule. Oh, wow. Which maybe way more useful than yes. Saurus. Um, Edward Franklin was born today. He invented, he discovered helium. So thank God for all the funny voices. A.A. <laughs> uh, a. Milne really? was born today. Oliver Hardy. Raymond Dolby, who, the biggest pioneer ever in the history of sound recording. Uh, and it goes on. It's been, uh, Janis Joplin would have been 76 today. Dolly Parton is 72 today. And Steve Harvey, who I think is hilarious, is 62 today. He has a lot of critics. Mm -hmm. Does he? Yes. Why is that? Because uh, he's been on the tabloids for uh, being for chauvinism or something of that of, of that nature. Oh, really? 
He's not the most his, his, his off, yeah, right, right, right. His right, off-camera yeah. pers- persona is displeasing to some. Oh, well, it's funny because I have never seen him live. I've just seen YouTubes of funny faces he makes mm-hmm. when people give stupid answers on Family Feud, so... Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, He's great on Family Feud. He's a great person. He really is. Yes, but can somebody please tell me where they got that 100 people that they surveyed because some of their answers are, <laughs> are like... ridiculous. So the answer is shopping malls. They go to shopping malls. Is it? Yes. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, so they say it in their... In their uh, we asked 100 people in shopping malls across the country. Okay. Oh, okay. I've yeah. never been interviewed and I keep trying to go. I would love to give my two cents. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know that you'd have the most popular answer. For no, absolutely not, so. no. You would totally skew all of the Yes, answers. my goal is to have one of those off-the-cuff things that embarrasses this, the host right. that was actually an answer that Americans gave. <laughs> we can well, go together, and then there, we can be those The those two, two the exact yeah. two. Yeah. I, uh, if you ever, if you've probably seen it, if you've ever watched the t- t- top 20 answers to family feud questions, they're mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, one was, it was a military, uh, and it was two men about 35, 40. They were both enlisted, um, and they're both there with their high and tight haircuts, and they're like this. And he said, what would you say is your wife's least attractive physical feature? And they both went... And they both looked at each other and said, <laughs> and neither of them hit the buzzer. <laughs> That's a great response. They are well trained. <laughs> All righty. Um, not a lot of news. We're just going to do a quickie on the news. Um, um, uh, restaurant week is coming up. Um, get out there and patronize. And we don't mean say nice things to them that you don't mean. I think it starts tonight, doesn't it? Yes, today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Visit Hartford um, is promoting it and it starts tonight and there are huge specials and there are now thirty eateries. Should we read them? Yes, please. Why well, not? I want to know when I'm going when I looked at the list. It was a great yeah. list. T V three Bar and Grill, Baco Italian and Wine Bar, Bushmill Tavern. Also, since it's Friday, they probably have a great musical act tonight. Alchemy Elements, Black Eyed Susie's, Coffee Coffee, uh, Greek Village, Humagala's Independent Brewing, and Crossroads Food Truck, Behind Independent, Liberatories, Main Street Tower, Neo Pizza and Kitchen, Newberry Cafe, 111 Main, Pairings Bistro, Riverside Pub and Grill, Route 24 Ale House, Sunny Day Cafe, Vagabond Sandwich Company, Yoga Fresh, Bada Club, Island Spice and Grill, Basta Pasta, Uncle's Hawaiian Grinds, Enotria, Backfin Blues, uh, uh, DeGraw, McGregor's, Rogers House Tavern, Tidewater Grill, Mountain Branch, Golf Grill and Pub, and Geneva Farm, Golf Course and Street. That's a great list. It is. There's something for everybody on there. We have some great restaurants in County. We do. It really is. TB3, I never heard of it. Is it new? I'm I not sure where they it. locate it. Does it say? Aberdeen. Aberdeen, okay. We'll have to check them out. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff here. Great stuff. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. I am also. Yes. <laughs> All righty. Um, should we go ahead and take a break? Sure. Um, great. So when we come back, we'll be talking with United Way of Central Maryland Relationship Manager for Hartford County, Amy Novak, and Scott Gottbrett, Associate Vice President of Homeless Services. County Public Library's annual winter reading program for adults and high school students is in full swing with the theme of Eat, Drink, Read, the second course. It runs through March the 2nd. Adults are encouraged to read or listen to at least five books, high school students three. Upon completion, you'll receive this year's special collector's mug while supplies last. You can sign up at hcplonline.org or visit a local library. Numerous special events will take place during this year's winter reading program. The high Highlight is an evening with chef and author John Shields on January 31st from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Abington Library. He will discuss his new book, The Chesapeake Kitchen, followed by a book signing and photo op. Tickets are $25 per person and include a copy of his new cookbook and a winter reading canvas market bag. Buy your ticket at hcplonline.org. Sponsors of the 2018-2019 Winter Reading Program are Harford County Public Library Foundation, Klein Shoprite, Schaefer, McLaughlin, and Stouffer, LLC, and Friends of Harford County Public Library. Visit hcplonline.org for more information. 
Have a small project at home that you've been putting off? Need some help but don't need a large contractor? For more than seven years, D.R. Curry Contracting, Inc. in Aberdeen has been offering residential and light commercial renovations, remodeling, and maintenance to clients in the Hartford County area. Their professional and efficient staff work on installations of windows, doors, siding, kitchen and bath remodels, and more. Customer service and satisfaction is of paramount importance in D.R. Curry Contracting, Inc.'s continued success, no matter the budget. It's time to get that project done. Call 410-272-8779. That's 410-272-8779. Let D.R. Curry, Inc. make your dream renovation become a reality. Welcome back. I'm co-host Jennifer Button from the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Hartford Edge. And we're delighted to have from United Way of Central Maryland for Harford County, uh, Amy Novak and Scott Gottbrett, Associate Vice President of Homeless Services in the studio with us today. Amy has been with the United Way for just under a year as the Relationship Manager for Harford County. She manages the Partnership Board, leads workplace campaigns, and organizes a host of philanthropic and volunteer activities. She began her career as an educator in Harford County, primarily focusing on students with learning differences. Her years in the classroom poised her for a career of giving back to the community. Scott is Associate Vice President of Homeless Services at United Way of Central Maryland, where he oversees a range of programs aimed at preventing and ending homelessness in Central Maryland, and specifically in Harford County. Scott oversees the Harford County Permanent Supportive Housing Program for chronically homeless adults with disabilities, and he's one of the lead organizers of Harford's Project Homeless Connect. Scott is also currently finishing his dissertation at Johns Hopkins University. Welcome again, Amy and Scott, and thanks so much for coming on with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. What is your dissertation in, Scott? So I'm at the Department of Comparative Thought and Literature, uh, and I'm glad you asked about my dissertation. I uh, look at changing representations of homelessness during the housing crisis, the Great Recession from uh, about a decade ago. My argument is that the way we talked about homelessness changed as more and more Americans began to think of homelessness as a lot closer to home. In fact, that's the title of my dissertation, is Closer to Home, colon, American Representations of Homelessness During the Housing Crisis. So people became more sympathetic uh, to people who were experiencing homelessness as, they, as the housing crisis unfolded. And interestingly, the conversation about homelessness shifts from sort of individualizing, moralizing claims about homelessness as being a symptom of mental illness and drug addiction to a conversation more about homelessness as a structural feature of our economy, uh, stemming from joblessness, high housing costs, unstable housing markets, and so forth. Excellent. Um, and so much of, of that in, in anything that we all do, we all, all of us do a, a, a lot to help where we can. And um, so much of it has to do with de-otherizing people. I'm very active in the Boys and Girls Club, very, I'm on the board of Shar Hope, which is a recovery house uh, for women with addictions and um, people find it very easy even their family members to marginalize it and say oh this is a, a, a character weakness it's a failing it's poor judgment and it's easy to not truly um, talk about or act about the underlying causes um, like St Stalin said, one murder, one death is a tragedy. A hundred thousand is a statistic, and I think that's such a very good point. And this project, Homeless Connect, is is I think everyone should be there, uh, should somehow um, visit and see that the people walking through here, getting their teeth looked at or their hair cut. God bless you, Tammy and your gang at NVS. Um, um, it's it makes it really hard to to otherize them. Absolutely. Um, so tell us about um, this. Uh, first of all, United Way and your homeless initiatives. And by the way, congratulations on coming on board. Thank you. And you're lucky to be working with one I of am. the best in I the am. business. Yeah, absolutely. One of the best resources in the business on this. Tell us about how it fits into United Way and what your mission is and. Um, some of the things that you do to just, whether it's from 211 or uh, Homeless Connect, etc. Then we'll get into more details on that day, next Thursday. Yeah, great. So United Way fights for the education, 
health and financial stability of every person in every community. United Way of Central Maryland is focused on uh, Baltimore City and the five surrounding counties. So the entire we have a metro focus. We're the largest United Way in the state of Maryland. Um, as I mentioned, our, our buckets of uh, prioritization are health, education, employment, and housing. Uh, and so our programming sort of falls into those various categories. But mostly we're focused on families that are struggling to get by. We have a concept we call ALICE, which is an acronym standing for Asset Limited Income Constrained Employed, L-I-C-E. Basically, it stands for the working, for, working poor. And these are folks for whom the federal poverty statistics aren't telling the full picture anymore. Uh, that you know you can be above the federal poverty threshold and ineligible for benefits, but still tr struggle to make ends meet and having to make tough choices between decent child care and decent housing, or uh, dental care and health care, or uh, <coughs> putting food on the table and keeping the lights on. Uh, our, our data has shown that you know tens of thousands of Marylanders are really struggling to make ends meet and having to make tough choices, and that's the population we focus on, trying to stabilize those families and lift them out of poverty. Yes, absolutely, and Project Homeless Connect um, is a full umbrella for those services. So it's a no barriers um, clinic where everybody can come in. There's no questions asked. We don't look for um, income or anything like that. We've actually received lots of calls um, with the um, federal government shutdown asking if um, you know those kind of people can attend as well. Um, but it's the only opportunity where people can come and access every resource available under one roof. So people are receiving uh, dental care, um, vision screening, glasses. Um, this year we have a new partnership with um, Harford Tech High School, so uh, people will be, be getting haircuts across the street, um, so that we're really excited to have them on board as well. But there's more than 50 different services, housing referrals, Absolutely. employment assistance, financial counseling, uh, tax prep, the list goes on and on. That you know, 50 different services. But our our proudest feature this year is this uh, are these two clinics that we do on the spot. In addition to you know expungement services and all the services we offer, we're doing on the spot dental care, including cleaning teeth, uh, fillings, and tooth extractions. Uh, we'll do tens of thousands of dollars of dental work for 150 patients uh, in just one day. And our vision clinic um, with our partners, Advanced Eye Care, my eye doctor, and Seidenberg Protsko and Eye Associates are there. Uh, providing vision screenings and prescription glasses free of charge to, pay, to patients. Uh, and these are gateway issues. You know, you can't uh, maintain a job if you can't see. And so for a lot of folks, it's a self-sufficiency issue. And vision care and dental care are some of those things that Medicaid doesn't cover. And for a lot of poor folks who are over 18, there's just nowhere to go to receive these services. And so we get people camped out overnight because uh, there's that much need and there's just not a solution to that in our community. How many teeth were pulled last year? It's it got to be. It was a, re, I, it was an absurd number, like fifty-one or something like that. Oh, way more than fifty-one. We saw really? one hundred and sixty-five patients last year, and mm -hmm. you can assume about a hundred of those folks needed teeth pulled. And if you need one tooth pulled, and you're at an event like this, you probably need several teeth out. So you can assume it's you know close to three or four hundred teeth. And to need your tooth pulled, you're in constant pain. pain. Your yeah. head is swelling Absolutely. and throbbing. You can't concentrate, and it's just it, oh and you also you don't you don't have a suit for the interview and you have, haven't had a good breakfast and absolutely um you're constantly distracted by what the 11 other hills you have to climb after you leave that interview so it's it's just unfathomable what um uh, these folks go through. Yeah, it's, it's infuriating to me that in American society we consider dentistry dentistry to be a cosmetic luxury. Uh, whereas, you know, if you have an infection on your arm, that's a medical issue. If you have an infection in your mouth, that's not covered by health insurance. That's considered to be uh, a cosmetic issue because dentistry and cleanings and so on are something that most people, that American society requires people to pay out of pocket for or to have an insurance plan for. Um, but again, an infection in your elbow, you can go to the ER. Uh, if you go for an infection in your mouth, you're turned away. And you can die from an untreated dental infection. Absolutely. An yeah. untreated dental infection spread, and you can lose multiple teeth. And again, you're in pain every waking moment of your life if you have a, if you have a toothache. Amazing. And uh, who are some of the, the dentists we have to thank? And I don't want to put you on the spot. If we don't have a list, uh, we, can, uh, we can do a follow-up next week. Sure. I mean, I could rattle some off. So right. our lead dentist is uh, Dr. Kelly Burke. And uh, some of our other dentists include Dr. Owen Jordan, uh, Dr. Tris Kruger, Dr. Mel Weisberg. Um, we have more than 20 different dentists who are there volunteering for the event, wow. all from private yeah. practice in the Harford County Dr. area. Dr. Mary Teddy Ray. 
from Laurel Bush Family Dentistry. Uh, she's she's great. She does work for a lot of our women at, at, at Charhope. We're up to 12 residents now. And again, they've been fighting a battle for three, four, five years of their lives. They don't have likely been to the dentist. So it's, it's an amazing cooperative effort between local dentists who volunteer and the Maryland State Dental Association. And these dentists have a really big heart. I mean, Dr. Len Spector in his office, I mean, these folks, we have folks coming back year after year to volunteer their time. Uh, and, you know, they shut down their practice for the day and forego. And that's that's a big chunk of change for their entire office. Uh, and they, they come and volunteer their time um, and serve dozens of patients each. And these are really folks that have nowhere else to turn for dental care, that they really can't afford it, and this is their last hope. And these are not just the dentists. These are the hygienists, the assistants. The dentists all, oftentimes bring um, their staff with them as well. So... Um, so many people just coming out, volunteering their time, giving up their talents. We have more than others. 650 volunteers at this event uh, from professions ranging from employment specialists and attorneys and vision specialists and, and just general volunteers who work for, you know, Aberdeen Proving Ground or you name it, who are coming to, to be paired one-on-one -on -one with a homeless adult or family to spend the day with them helping them access <coughs> services. And that's the, the one of the features of the event is every attendee is paired one-on-one -on -one with a volunteer guide who gets to know the client listens to their story, helps them identify their needs, and spends the day with them going from station to station, helping them access services and get what they need. So it's, it's a, that's the connect in Project Homeless Connect. It's connecting the community together uh, like you know, a tightly knit fabric for folks to get what they need. And as you can imagine, it may be intimidating for that participant to walk in with all those people, all those services, not going, uh, knowing where to turn. So to be able to walk in and be greeted by some a smiling face, someone who cares, and someone who is meant for them to help them navigate through the day and make sure that they get all the services they need, um, I think that's really um, a special touch for this program. Yeah, it's a 180-degree reversal from what most homeless folks experience on a day-to-day. -day, yes. They're shunned and ostracized and avoided, and we avert our gaze when we see someone who's suffering um, and for this event, for them to walk in the door and have someone who says, you know, greets them with open arms and says, I'm here today to help you get anything that you need and we have every resource available at their disposal, that, that's a new day for those folks. And it's, it's, it's a springboard to self-sufficiency and, a, and a, a, a ray of hope. And whether it's the doctors or the stylist uh, doing the haircuts, everyone wants them to feel like they're at their office. They want to give them the same service they would get as if they were to come into their salon, their office, um, and really feel like just another patient that would walk into their office. So we really want to give them the respect that they deserve when they walk in those doors. And, and it's it's probably very valuable to the volunteers uh, and to all of us because of what it does, what it teaches the volunteers, like instead of averting their gaze or it's that a volunteer who goes through that is never going to marginalize one of these folks again. Um, or d dismiss them as just the necessary evil around the, the periphery of our society. Um, it could almost be, if it could be bottled, um, that everyone can experience that at least once. Sure. If I could speak to that, Bob, last year um, my mother and I both actually volunteered, mm -hmm. um, and we were partnered, you know, paired up with, with clients as they came in, and it was one of the most rewarding experiences of the year for both of us and not just for us but many many of the volunteers that we saw at the end of our time with that um, particular client um, there were hugs little kids were coming up and throwing their arms around us and saying oh my gosh it was so great to meet you you were wonderful and you really kind of develop a bond and a relationship with that person for that time that you're together and and it is rewarding and you do see that not everyone is um, going through what you think those stigmas kind of wash away and you realize that this is a person who's going through something and I could very easily be going through the same thing and need a hand and you know just someone to listen and walk through and sometimes those folks might have just wanted to come in for a haircut but it's that valuable time that they spent sharing their story with someone else when they're not always heard that's that was for me the most um impactful part of my day is just that someone just wanted to tell their story and I was just there to listen and and go through the experience with them so they weren't alone for that time and it was amazing. That's great Jennifer. I think sometimes when people first see you know Project Homeless Connect mm -hmm. they come into the experience expecting to see certain kind of participants and mm -hmm. I think when they leave um, that transforms you know their opinion about um, mm -hmm. what homelessness looks like um, becomes transformed. 
Yes, exactly. Just by going through the experience. Mm -hmm. The person that we think of as homeless, it, the, the stereotypical image or the folks that really stick out are the folks living in tents with mental illness or, or uh, the, you know, the disheveled look, uh, you know, all, all the stereotypes of homelessness. But really, that's only 5 to 10% of the homeless population. The vast mm -hmm. majority of folks who are experiencing homelessness are people who are temporarily down on their luck. The majority of them are families who, you know, with rising housing costs and energy bills and water bills, just couldn't make ends meet one month. And it only takes a prolonged, you know, illness or a broken leg or something like that to lose the, you know, if, if you're barely making ends meet and then you lose two weeks of work for some reason, you're going to, you know, you're going to miss bills that month. And it's only, you know, you're juggling a lot of balls when you're poor and it only takes some minor life disruption for, for those balls to drop for a month and you could, you know, not be able to pay rent and find yourself being evicted. It happens to, you know, hundreds of thousands of families all across the United States. You know, a study was done um, that showed that 12% of Americans will experience homelessness at some point in their life. There's different ways to measure homelessness. You know, you can look at it on a single day, in a single year, or over the course of someone's life. And, and, and one in 10 Americans will experience homelessness at some point in their life. And they're folks struggling to get by who've just fallen on hard times and need a hand up. Yeah. And I think I, what, what, what we see also, whether it's with Boys and Girls Club or with uh, the, the addiction community, um, or or this is often, and especially the kids, are sort of conditioned to not trust or be a little afraid of mainstream folks uh, for whatever reason, uh, often for good reason. So I think it's so good f for the kids in these families to realize that. They do have partners uh, that they they uh, that the society and community in general is part of this can be part of the solution and and not um, not a source of uh, you know recrimination and shame. So I think that's again it's all has to do with the connect part. Um, well, and too, I think it's part of just the understanding that we are all part of the same community. Absolutely. Whether you're homeless or not, hmm. we're, all, we're all in this together. We all have the same resources that we can lean on, and sometimes it's just having that knowledge or that, um, just having the access, um, you know, and, and the experience to learn that, you know, we are in it together. I can, I can still go to Boys and Girls Club, and I can still maybe have my kids participate in some way. I can still have dental work performed. I can still meet someone from, I'm going to just say the library because I know that we're going to have a table there that day, but that I can still go to them and say, hey, what do you have for me? Do you have something that I might be interested in that can help me? Or, you know, it's that bringing folks together and giving them the opportunity to to connect is really, I think, what's and valuable that's, as well. As being so, you know, relatively new to United Way of Central Maryland, that's what I love so much about our organization is we have really become the convener in the community. Um, being able to work with other organizations, nonprofits, individuals, and kind of bring them all together for the greater good of the community, whether it's in Harford County, Baltimore City, whatever the case may be. Um, it's just, you know, it's an amazing organization that really um, is able to kind of convene all those resources, pull them together, mm -hmm. and allow everyone to work together. It's not an either-or. Right. You know, on that subject of being one community, it, it's fascinating to me how porous the, the distinction between volunteer and client is. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times the security guard for the event has turned and said, you know, can I come and get dental work? Uh, or, you know, uh, I have a cousin who needs that work. I mean, every volunteer who's there is also shopping for services, it seems, sometimes. And I've seen just the opposite also be the case is that, you know, there's homeless clients who've been waiting for hours, and, and you know, I've, uh, I've seen them drop what they are doing and go put on a volunteer T-shirt and lead people around because uh, they've seen people who are in greater need than they are. Um, and it's just, you know, it, it, can, it can switch so quickly. You see clients who were there one year become organizers for the event the next year, or volunteers who were there one year uh, find themselves in need the next year and, and come there seeking services. And we all know someone who needs uh, some help, whether they're in our family or someone who, you know, is a coworker. We're, we're one, one or two degrees of separation away from someone who should be coming to this event. So that's one of, one of the things that for your listeners I'd really encourage folks to do is to spread the word about this event, you know, from a client perspective. If there's someone you know, who is in need of, of dental care, who's in need of em employment referrals, who's in need of addiction recovery support services, or just in need in any way, this is the place to come uh, as your starting point to start to access all these services and, and get what they need to get back to self-sufficiency. And if you can spare the time or if you can spare a dollar, contribute to the event. 
Uh, you can come volunteer at our event. We still are definitely in need. We can still use about 100 more volunteers. You can come and you can distribute food. You can uh, be a volunteer guide and help people move from station to station. We have a volunteer training video uh, and training packet to help you figure out what it is that you'll be doing at the event. It's really easy. It's a great experience. Once you jump right in, you know, it's, it's just like, I don't want to say it's riding a bike because that means you've done it before, but it's, it's really easy to begin to figure out how to navigate the system. It's very user-friendly, uh, and the volunteers are instrumental to the event, guiding folks around, making that personal connection. So you can make a difference at this event. Absolutely. What if you can't ride a bike? Only <laughs> a uh, great, a great story, and, and um, kind of to piggyback on you, Scott, is um, we are so fortunate that um, Dr. Phillips and Hartford Community College gifts us the arena for this event. Um, and another event at Hartford Community College, I met a young lady who um, was fortunate enough to be able to go to take some classes very, very slowly, um, but is a single mom, very young, um, and when she heard about PhD. Uh, she said, you know, is this open to everyone? So she is not only going to participate in the event, but she also signed up to come in the evening and set up. So she's going to be a volunteer and a participant, just as Scott mentioned. Um, and just, I, I just love that idea of, um, you know, really wanting to give back to something that she's going to benefit from. Mm -hmm. So, Do not ask for whom the bell tolls. <laughs> it tolls for thee. Um, Let's uh, let's get to the event. It's Thursday, January twenty January twenty fourth. Next Thursday, if for some reason there's a snow event, uh, there is a snow date the following Thursday. It's at the APG FCU Arena at Harford Community College. Um, all public buses in Harford County will be transporting clients for free to Project Homeless Connect. Uh, the day starts. Doors open at nine thirty. Um, doors for dental patients open at 7 a.m. and it goes from 9.30 till 4 um, total for the day. Um, and tell us, A, what do people do, who do they call, or what website do they go to? Is it 410-895-1535? That is correct, Bob. Mm -hmm. And if they have, if, if they want to attend, they want to volunteer, they want to write a check, they want to ask about in-kind donations. That's what they. That's who they call. Yep, they can call that, or they can just simply go to um, www.uwcm.org/phc. So that, that's a, those are that's an initialism for United Way of Central Maryland.org. Uwcm.org/phc, short for Project Homeless Connect, and that number again is 410-895-1535. That's our hotline set up to answer questions. Uh, if uh, you have some questions about the event, or if you're if you want to know what services are being offered, if you're eligible for services, again, it's a no questions asked event. There's there's very few places where you can walk in the door. You don't need to show ID. You don't need to have insurance. You have you know no sliding yes. fee scale. You don't need to prove your income to get services at the event of any kind. All services are free. The event is open to the public, uh, and no identification or other documentation is required. And no inquiries requiring. Uh, um. Uh, resident status or otherwise. No resident status demonstrations. You don't need to be homeless even to come to this event. A lot of our clients are folks who are just struggling to make ends meet and uh, you know are trying to get connected to some of the resources that are at this event. It's called Project Homeless Connect, but 70% of Americans are one paycheck away from not being able to pay their mortgage or rent. Um, so this is for folks who uh, are at risk of homelessness, who are housing insecure, or just are in need of resources. So anyone who's hesitating because they're concerned about coming out of the shadows, let's call it, um, they could put that out of their mind. Uh, they show up there, they're going to get treated, they're going to uh, be served. Yeah, your name doesn't go on any lists, uh, and um, we don't take people's pictures if they uh, don't sign the consent form, and we even have uh, this new system this year where you get a red sticker uh, in place of a name tag so that you can just basically identify in advance that you don't want to be uh, involved in any uh, social media or anything like that. So it's, it, we very much strive to maintain the anonymity and privacy of clients attending the event because there is that stigma about um, needing help. I, I'm frustrated by that in our society, but uh, folks are embarrassed to be in need. Poverty is embarrassing. Um, and we absolutely want to protect the, you know, the privacy of folks who are coming to this event so that that's not a barrier to them accessing services. Okay. And another way to find out. Oh, I'm sorry, Bob. Uh, no, uh, uh, 410-895-1535. Go ahead, Amy. If they're unsure, they can always call um, our resource hotline, 211. So 211 is always um, 
the first place we send people to um, if they need resources. So they can call 211 if they have any hesitation about coming out to Project Homeless Connect and 211 will give them any resources based on where they live. Okay, if you don't know, 211 <coughs> is like 911 for social services. Absolutely. Uh, they have a, uh, it's, there's master's degree referral specialists on the other end of that line that have a database of 40,000 service providers in Maryland and across the country that they can refer you to for any need. 130 different languages are spoken uh, and 24-hour hotline. 211, just like dialing 911, it's 211. That's for folks who can't put food on the table, need energy assistance, who are being evicted, any social service. Um, this is, we call it the first call for help. Sure. And that is a service of United Way. Yep, absolutely free and definitely a first step if you're unsure if you should attend. Um, and again, the website is uh, uwcm.org, which stands for United Way of Central Maryland.org slash PHC. Uh, which stands for Project Homeless Connect. Correct. Um, you do. You still need volunteers. Yes, we're still. We still are looking for about a hundred other volunteers to a hundred more volunteers to come to the event. Uh, the a day is divided into shifts. I should say, if you can't come for the whole day, uh, you can come for the morning shift from nine to twelve thirty, or the afternoon shift from twelve to four. Okay. Um, or you can do all day. And uh, if someone has an organization. Um, uh, that maybe they want their whole organization or a lot of their org, or like a Rotary or a Boys and Girls Club yes. branch. What's the age limit for volunteering? 16. Okay. Because um, I know with the Boys and Girls Club, nothing. There's two things that help these kids uh, more than anything, and that's community service and making them a leader somehow, giving them the responsibility for someone else Absolutely. to teach them or lead them or be an example. Um, our uh, Keystone Club, our Torch Club, uh, Passport to Manhood, Smart Girls, all of it have those uh, things. So if you have an organization out there where uh, you want it to be a, a learning experience, a growing experience for younger folks, um, a little, uh, a, a little classroom in uh, some humility, uh, some empathy, um, some thankfulness for what they have. I know my generation, we spoiled our kids. Um, they're all self-gratifying and magic of the moment. But I love you kids. <laughs> We're also very fortunate to have a lot of companies send... Uh, <coughs> will allow their employees, uh, they'll pay for them to come and volunteer. So they won't have to take a vacation day, but they will get to come and volunteer with us. So um, APG FCU is one that sends a lot of volunteers our way. Um, XPO Logistics as well. Um, so a lot of companies uh, really get on board with uh, Project Homeless Connect, allow their employees to participate. And if we could, just wanted to make a shout out uh, to thank our sponsors for this event, without whom this event would not be possible. Yes, absolutely. So we have um, a big thank you to Hartford County uh, Government, Hartford Community College, um, APG FCU Arena, Hartford Mutual Insurance, Jones Junction, NVS Salon and Spa, uh, Pat's Pizzeria, Hartford Technical High School, um, Advanced Eye Care, My, Do My Eye Doctor, Seidenberg Pratsko Eye Associates, Healthy Hartford, Healthy Cecil, Maryland State Dental Association, DentaQuest, Office of Oral Health. So thank you to all of them um, and of course other grants that fund this project as well. But we are always um, continuing to look for sponsorships even still for this event. So if you or your organization is looking to um, to a sponsorship in the new year, uh, we welcome that as well, and um, you can reach out to um, myself. So Monica left uh, uh, Advanced Eye Care, but she's still in there pitching away. She is. She works hard. We have a great Figures. core team. <laughs> yes. Monica, Monica Worrell is such a trooper. She is. She's uh, our, our core. I think she tried to pass it off, uh, <laughs> but without her charisma and leadership, it wouldn't be possible, and she's brought the whole team again together this year to, to run the Vision Clinic. Well, I always say, you can't say no to Monica. You can try. You can say no five or six times, but your final answer will never be no. <laughs> and I always say to Lisa, when uh, Monica was working for her, I said, you got to get her out of her shell. She's very shy. 
and uh, NVS and Pat's Tammy and Stati and their team they just they do so much and thank you and uh, Amber and her team and Len and his team at the county um, and I see Epicenter um, one of our new favorite folks is uh, Lawrence Savard and the team at Epicenter oh, yes. they do such a great job and I see they were the original host for this yes for two years sure they're still involved mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. They're one of the service providers there. Uh, we essentially outgrew the space. They have a wonderful space in Edgewood. Um, but when you start, you know, when you turn a 300-person event into a 500-person event into an 800-person event, uh, we had to we had to hermit crab into a bigger shell. And we're very fortunate to have the Hartford Community College hosting us at the arena this year. Yeah. Excellent. And um, talking to Scott Gottbrecht, uh, I got it right. Mm -hmm. Gottbrecht. Yes. Everyone tries to put that C in at the end. So, I so it does belong there. Mine is a misspelled German last name from the Ellis Island, where they used to change your name to sound more American. Uh, officially German, it's supposed to be Gottbrecht, which means God's breath. Uh, and then they butchered it at Ellis Island, and it's stuck ever since. So I've been tolerating a, a misspelled German last name for, for my family's history. Okay. Well, I guess all four of my grandparents came through there. Um, and a lot of... Nicknames, for lack of a better word, originate at Ellis Island. And not intentional, well, maybe, um, but it's very interesting. But that's for another day. Um, uh, so, and uh, January 24th, next Thursday. Dental care, cleanings, fillings, extraction, vision care, including glasses, reading and prescription, employment assistance, housing referrals, criminal record expungements groceries, baby products, and and a lot more. Call 410-895-1535. Um, uh, one quick note. How are we doing? How are we looking at this session on uh, shielding and expungement? Uh, we going to make any progress? So that's a good question. I'm not up on that, but I can tell you that I, I strongly support that legislation. In particular, there's one piece of legislation I, I think that people need to know about, which is this auto expungement uh, legislation. If there are expungible offenses on your record, things that you did when you were a kid uh, that you have made up for with community service or uh, you've, served your, you've served your time or what have you, those should come off people's records. Now, they can already come off people's records right now if you can afford an attorney to do it. So what's happening is that people have expungible offenses on their records and folks who are middle and upper class get those just sort of removed. And poor folks who, uh, who can't afford to have an attorney, the five $600 to have it expunged, um, are stuck with these criminal records that people of middle classes are not. And it's the poor folks who then can't get work, can't get jobs, are screened out of, automatically screened out of uh, employment opportunities because they have an offense that if they had a little money would just go away. Um, so there's legislation at the State Assembly um, to have auto expungement, which means that if it, can, if it can come off your record, it should come off your record. Uh, and you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg to have it come off. Um, if folks can't afford to have their records expunged, it should be automatically expunged. Uh, and that's some legislation that's been considered for years. Um, right now, again, these crimes are coming off of people's records if they're middle class and wealthy. It's just not fair that that doesn't work for poor folks. Yeah. Um, so important. And that's... It's too important to to use it as a divisive issue, um, as many people do. Um, uh, is is Swin going to be there? Um, is uh, Susquehanna Workforce Network? Yes, yes, they're okay. one of the providers there. Uh, it really is. I mean, almost every service provider in the in the community is going to be all at one place, all at one time. And folks should know that, and I helped a little bit with this. And Amber deserves so much of the credit. Uh, the, the second chance job fair that we had and there's been so much work done by the county uh, community services folks uh, in um, really bringing the, the employment bonding program um, up on the radar not only for po folks who might need a, uh, an employment bond to be hired but also to educate employers um, uh, and it's a $25,000 insurance policy underwritten by travelers that the government, the federal government and state government funds. So, and we see with our folks in recovery, they often have some kind of prior. Um, and um, that might be the difference between someone getting hired. So the Susquehanna Workforce Administrators it for DLLR um, uh, for our region. So they're going to be there. It's important. Uh, that folks know that as well.
Okay, 410-895-1535. We will skip the break All right. and go right uh, to library events. And maybe we'll do a question if we have time. Okay. But don't rush. I'm not going to rush. Okay. We have a, a couple of things going on this week. Um, so for our listeners, you can't see, but I am wearing part of my pirate costume because after the show, I will be heading over to the Bel Air Library for our third annual fairy tale festival and this year we have added superheroes to that so um, I will be going as a pirate uh, our library CEO Mary Hassler is dressed as Wonder Woman today which is a sight to behold um, she's having fun with she that she just did, did <clears throat> wanted an excuse to do that she dresses like Wonder Woman once a week and well, she, you know she is Wonder Woman so <laughs> it's appropriate um, we have celebrity readers all day, um, every 15 minutes um, from 9 to 5. So we will be there all afternoon, early evening. Um, come celebrate with us. We have dance party. We're going to have uh, pin the star on the Captain America shield. Um, we're going to have some stream challenges. Um, we have lots of our local community heroes um, out to read for us. Everyone from Sheriff Gaylor to... Um, <coughs> Delegate Susan McComas, Angela Rose from the Chamber of Commerce. Major General Randy Taylor. Major General Randy Taylor. He'll be on at 1045, so I'm hoping to get over there before uh, before he reads. Um, really just lots of, of really fun stuff planned for the day, so feel free to come in, stop by. Everything, of course, is totally free. Um, we have uh, so much interest this year that we have actually expanded um, into our upstairs meeting room area as well as um, in the entire downstairs children department. So um, come out and have a good time with us. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, we also have uh, coming up this week on Tuesday, January 22nd at the Falston Library from 6 to 7.30. Um, this is for grades 9 to adult. Uh, we want you to perform your stanzas in the stacks. So if you have performance or creative writing skills, if you want to share your poetry, your acoustic music, other talents, bring your friends. It's, it's supported by the Falston Friends of Harford County Public Library, but we want you to come out and, and show off a little bit and, and share your skills with the rest of us. We also have um, at Edgewood Library uh, on Thursday, January 24th, so after you are finished at Project Homeless Connect, head over to Edgewood Library at 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, it's a meal planning uh, session, so it's going to teach you how to save money and reduce dinnertime stress by learning how to prepare meals ahead of time. So this is a two-part class, and it's presented by Jennifer Dixon Cravens, who is the Family Consumer Science and Nutrition Educator at the University of Maryland Extension. Um, that's supported by the Edgewood Friends of the Library, so again, that class is also free. Um, you do need to register, so please go ahead and do that. Plan to attend both sessions. It's going to be lots of really useful skills to learn, so definitely head over there on Thursday night. Um, and then I just wanted to talk about um, one of our Choose Civility items. Um, as you know, we are the lead for Choose Civility Harford County, and we have a really great partnership in, uh, with Harford County government. They do a great uh, job. They do a fantastic right, job. They do. Good job, Cindy. <laughs> um, we have a ton, over 40 alliance partners around the county working with us um, just to promote civility within the county. Um, our next big thing is going to be the human library. So if you don't know, this is your opportunity to unjudge someone. So as we were saying that there are stereotypes, there are stigmas, um, this is going to be really just a chance for you to learn about other people in your community. Everybody has a story to share and we want you to share those with other folks in the community. So a human library uh, means that we will have folks come in to tell their story. There are books and then we have folks that are going to come in and listen to those stories and have one-on-one -on -one conversations to learn a little bit more about those folks and those are our readers. So you can come in as a reader and check out a book. Um, we are currently accepting applications <clears throat> for folks to be a book um, you can find that application on the library website at www.hcplonline.org. Um, if you have any trouble, feel free to reach out to any one of us. You can call the main library uh, line at 410-273-5600. Um, and we are trying to get folks. We have a session in February, March, and in April at three of our different branches. 
So once we have our books confirmed and all set, then we are going to be looking for readers to come out and, and participate in the event. And this is just another way to, again, learn how to be civil, learn that there are other folks that have different experiences, different perceptions, and, you know, at the heart of it, we're all the same. So this is your opportunity to just come out and, and chat with somebody you might not, you know, normally speak with. They might not be in your circle. Um, so it should be should be a really great event, and we're looking forward to all three of them. I love that. That's awesome. <clears throat> Amazing. HCPLonline.org. Yeah. That's right. Um, okay, we'll um, we'll do a quick question. Uh, and we'll make it the normal one because I don't think we asked Scott the last time. No warning, so you have to answer relatively quickly. And do you want to be included? No, they've heard my, my okay. story. Um, what would you tell your 21 year, year old self? if you had the chance to and it can be some I one woman said I would say honey those jeans don't fit <laughs> uh, or put down the makeup or whatever what would you tell your 21 year old self and if you want 30 seconds to think my answer to this one of my main ones is always is shut up because <laughs> you don't learn anything by talking and trying to impress people Talk less, listen more. Good, good advice. Mm -hmm. Mine's kind of twofold. I'd say slow down and never say never. Okay, excellent. I'd say get started earlier because you're not getting any younger. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, That's good. very Pearls good. Of wisdom. I like it. That's really excellent. Uh, if you could have dinner with anyone ever, living or past, who would it be? And it, it's probably 30 people. For me, it's like 100 people, but name one. Yeah, it's going to be a big dinner. Amy? I know. Oh, my gosh. Does this have to be anybody? Anybody? Anybody. anybody? And it doesn't have to be, We're not going to hold you to it. Like, if you say Albert Einstein, and then you have the opportunity to, to have dinner with Gandhi, we're, we're not going to say, no, you can't, <laughs> because you chose Einstein. Very loose rules. Very oh, loose rules. Um... Scott, or, I'd, uh, I'd still say Obama for bragging rights. I just think he was the coolest president ever, uh, and you know I'd love to just—he's the kind of guy who I'd love to like sit and have a beer with, and, and get and get the real skinny on what he thought about X, Y, and Z because he's so you know uh, calm and collected. And I want to—I want to. There's this great Key and Peele episode where he has where Obama has a, an anger translator, uh, and he's very calm and collected, and he has someone in the background saying what he's really thinking, uh, and I'd love to have the conversation with the with the real Obama off the mic. Well. He is still around. Yeah, he is. And, and I, I, I still, people it's have still on my with, bucket list. People, that, uh, I have a great story about George W. Bush. What, uh, we don't have to get into uh, anything else, but what he did for a fam, a friend. I lost my best friend. He was a policeman in 911 in the South Tower. And what George W. Bush did personally for that family for the three years following 911 is just amazing. So. Why can't you write Obama a letter? <laughs> I just might. You know, people don't know this, but George W. Bush actually did a lot for the homeless population. He was the one, his administration, towards the end, had big homeless initiatives that focused on eliminating chronic homelessness and targeting federal resources towards the most vulnerable uh, and getting folks off the streets and into housing. He, what, say what any, you will about anybody, but, uh, you know, the, the those two men, um, I mean, what Bush did, to fund AIDS research in Africa, which is killing 30 million people a year. 30 million people are what was at the time. Life expectancy in um, the, the Congo w was like 36 or something ridiculous like that. But anyway, so Bush. I think mine would I be... I mean, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> Either one would you'd be happy with, right, Scott? Um, I'd say Ellen DeGeneres, I think. Okay. I, oh, she's yeah. just super positive. Is gone through evolutions in her career and in her life and personally um and just the way she navigates those to me um she always does it with such grace and i um just really admire that so is she going to convince kevin hart to host the oscars <laughs> maybe she's I just, working I think on she that can. by yeah, the way i, I just saw her new stand-up special i thought it was fantastic oh, she's hilarious yeah she's great i would love to have dinner with that little british girl that ellen has on all <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Oh, I don't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. She's cute. Mm -hmm. How about you, uh, Jen? Um, 
So I'm torn, uh, I guess. Uh, neither of whom is living, but I would have to go with uh, John Wayne or Clark Gable. Just because I think it would be super interesting to just chat about what they've done and, I mean, just just lengthy, lengthy careers, you know, and, and how cool some of the stuff that they've done and the places that they've been and who they've been in films with. And I just think it'd be interesting and, and fun. Like, I don't necessarily want to have dinner with somebody where I have to, like, be intellectual. Sure. Sometimes I just want to, like, mm -hmm. let's just sit down and have, a like, a shot of whiskey together, you know? like mm -hmm. Sure. So, that, that's me. Okay. Yeah. Mine would be Abraham Lincoln. I started with Lincoln and I went fun. See, it, but people always do that. They say, oh, I should have chose that one. Or like, but there's like a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Sure. Uh, so you're listening to WAMD 970 AM. And we're here with Scott Gottbrett and Amy Novak from United Way Central American. Uh, Central American. <laughs> Central American. Central Maryland. There you go. Uh, Homeless Connect, Pro Project Homes Collect. Connect next Thursday, January 24th at the APG FCU Arena. Go to uwcm.org slash phc or call 410-895-1535. Thanks, folks, to you and your whole team uh, for what you do day in, day out. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you. That's all the time that we have for the Harford Edge this week. So thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week.